Welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right. Everybody knows that the eyes, the political eyes are now on Georgia. Georgia is going to determine the destiny of this country for the next few years. And right in the midst of this, we continue with the one and only investigative reporter, the guy who's been all over the world from the, from the uh, uh, Guardian to, the, to every news, major newspaper <laughs> around, the around the world. Greg Palace from gregpalast.com. How are you doing today, my friend? Okay, glad to be with you again, Egberto. Well, look, I understand. And in fact, I, I just watching MSNBC, I see all these lines that are wrapped around for blocks, for miles, for people attempting to vote, mostly in locations of people of color. Explain yes. to me what's going on. Explain to me what... Uh, you and the team are doing down there to try to mitigate much of what's going on. Okay, so we have a hell of a team down in Atlanta. Look, I've been covering um, Georgia, investigating vote suppression, Jim Crow tactics in Georgia for seven years. So while a lot of reporters are just suddenly discovering Georgia, thing, Georgia's a swing state. They always thought it was deep south red, but they don't understand. As Martin Luther King III told me, uh, back uh, seven years ago when I started, he said, you know, Georgia's a blue state if they'd let us vote. So this is not really about Democrat or Republican. It's about right and wrong. They've been uh, the, the GOP. And I don't I'm not going to just pick on Republicans because, you know, I've as you know, I've investigated Democrats for vote shenanigans, too. But in Georgia, it is the Republican Party and its officials which have gone, which have used all these brand new, sophisticated Jim Crow tactics to remove voters. In particular, um, one of the things that uh, that I'm involved with in the Palace Investigative Fund, if you go to gregpalace.com, you'll check it out, is that black, I worked with, um, well, first of all, I found out uh, that the state had removed a third of a million people from the voter rolls before this election, before the general. A third of a million on the grounds that they'd left the state, that they'd moved, and obviously, Egberto, if you can't, if you don't live in Atlanta, you don't live in Georgia, you can't vote in Georgia because it's a felony crime to do so. So I checked into it um, and I hired the experts on where people live. It's known as the post office <laughs> and there are other uh, agencies. But um, and I checked with the post office, which you can do. You can hire a post office contractor. And the post office said 198,000. 351 people, almost 200,000 people never moved from Atlanta or Georgia, but they're removed from the voter rolls anyway. And this included Martin Luther King's 92 year old cousin. I was there at the polls when she was thrown out. Also, we have um, uh, Mr. Diaz and Mr. Watson. We have uh, Ashley Jones. We have a bunch of people and, and overwhelmingly, interestingly, these are voters of color. Now, there's some white people, but they tend to be young white students, including, by the way, my daughter, who is a voter in Savannah. So what's going on here? Um, this is hidden from the public eye. While the while the um, the mainstream press is praising, weirdly praising the official, the voting officials of Georgia saying, oh, they stood up to Trump. No, they didn't. Biden won by in didn't win by 12,000 votes. He won by over 112,000 votes. 
they didn't allow people to vote. They just couldn't steal enough to steal it for uh, Trump. But now we are into a dual U.S. Senate runoff, which will determine the fate of which party controls the U.S. Senate. Whoever wins this race controls the U.S. Senate. Everything's on the line. And so with Black Voters Matter, uh, the Reverend Jesse Jackson's organization, Rainbow Push, with the Southwest Voter Registration Education Project, which is like the big frontline Hispanic organization. Um, they've sued in federal court based on my findings, a report I did, in fact, released by the ACLU of Georgia. And based on those findings, they've sued in federal court to return these people to the voter rolls. Now, now the good news is that there will be a trial to get these people back on the voter rolls. The bad news is that uh, the judge turned down our demand to return them to voter rolls before this election on January 5. And he did so, and I'm going to be very blunt, something I'm going to say is very unusual. He did so because the state lied. They went into a federal court and they lied to a federal judge. They wrote letters to a federal judge, which are a lie. What's the lie? When we found out that you know, I didn't just guess that 198,351 people had been wrongly removed. I have all their names and addresses. They're still there. I've, I go to their homes. They're still there. Um, and so we checked with the post office. So the state lied and said they checked with the post office. Because you have to understand, checking with the post office if someone moved, it's just common sense at Berto. But it's more than common sense. It's federal law. The federal law says you have to check with the post office before you take away someone's vote on the grounds that they've left, that they've moved. So that's what uh, that's. So we sued, but we couldn't get the injunction because they lied. They said, oh, we did check with the post office. Now we'll we'll bust the lie, but not till the trial. Now, should somebody have to go to jail for actually lying to the court? I would hope so. I would hope so. Remember, right now, that's unlikely because. We don't have a justice department. We have an injustice department. And I'm hoping that that will change with Biden. Don't count on it. The Democratic Party has not been strong on voter protection. And I'm going to be very blunt about it. Um, Why is that? Timid. It's when they claim, claim, like to claim that. Well, that's a very interesting question. And, and I've, I'm asked that all the time. Well, where are the Democrats? And I won't say that they've completely disappeared because in Georgia, I mean, the clear leader of the Democratic Party is Stacey Abrams. So in the case of Georgia, it's very different. But in 49 other states, you have very little interest of the Democratic Party in protecting uh, voter registration. Well, yeah. let, me, let me stop you a second, uh, Greg. I drew at one of your press conferences. I drew the ire of one of the leaders of an organization because I said, why do we go through this every two years? In other words, why are the voting machines, do we wait? And, and I don't know if that's the case, but it seems to me from, from my vantage point that every year we see the lines, how comes during the rest of the year, we're not saying make sure those voting machines are there, we're waiting, we're watching to ensure that we don't, at the end of the day, when everything is already calculated where machines are going to be, that that occurs. Is there, am I missing something here? Well, look, I don't want to say that the Democratic Party has been completely out to lunch on this. Um, because, for example, um, there uh, was an attempt by a, a right-wing organization called True the Vote 
to remove, are you ready for this? 300,000 voters from the voter rolls challenging them. Georgia has this weird law in which anyone can challenge anyone else's vote and say they shouldn't be allowed to vote. That's leftover Jim Crow racist um, stuff. But an organ, so it hasn't been used until recently, until this month when uh, True the Vote challenged 300,000 voters. And I will say that the Democrat, a Democratic Party organization did go to court. Yes. At 198,351, they said it moved from their addresses. And I went to their addresses. They're at home. We got a Mr. Diaz. He's been, he says, I've been living in this house for 13, 14 years. Um, I filmed them. And then here's what happened. We took these people's names. The judge in the federal case that we filed to put these people back on says, well, um, because the state was making phony noises that they would meet with us and work things out. Because even the judge recognized that the state's list of people that they'd stopped from voting was a phony. He recognized it as he called it discrepancies. Well, discrepancies, about 200,000 discrepancies. So um, they pretended that they were going to meet with us, but then they never met with us to get this straightened out before the election. So uh, me, when I say us, so Latasha Brown, head of Black Voters Matter, co-founder, Latasha Brown and I um, went to, uh, we announced you're we going to the Secretary of State's office. The Secretary of State is one of those guys that uh, in each state, which is in charge of your votes, who gets to vote, where you get to vote, et cetera. So we went uh, to, uh, we said we're going to his office at 11 o'clock to have our meeting and to give him further notice of further legal action. We did so. Uh, when we we were marching up the steps of the state capitol, you know, this old Confederate building with the Confederate statues and all that stuff. And we go past the governor's office. Next door is the uh, secretary of state and the door is locked. The door is locked and the lights are out trying to hide from us because we're trying to give them legal notice and in front of the camera say, when are we going to have this meeting? So they literally just try to hide from us in the dark. So said, okay. And they had a phone number on the door. We dial a phone number and, of course, just says, leave a message. Well, they thought that they could avoid us. But then Latasha Brown, head of Black Voters Matter, said, I have an idea. I know that they have another office in another building. So we shot over there with the cameras following us. And sure enough, the director of elections was hiding in another office. We found him. We said, "Okay, come here. And we slapped him with the new legal papers. And we said, where's the meeting? Uh, Latasha Brown says, where's the meeting we're supposed to have? And then I asked a very interesting question. I said, why'd you lie to the federal court? Why did you lie to a court and say uh, that you checked with the post office that these people had moved when you hadn't? Do you want to put their names back on? I gave them the names of the people I just talked to. In fact, that morning, there was a Mr. Samuel. Um, I just spoke to that morning. He said, I haven't moved in 20 years. Um, and, uh, you know, again, Mr. Diaz, um, Martin Luther King's cousin, all these people I said, do you want to put him back on the voter rolls? He says, well, well, we'll take a look at it. What do you mean that you'll take a look at it? They're not, they haven't moved. They haven't moved. They're legal voters. Why won't you let them vote? Let these people vote. So look, if the election is under, if the election margin ends up with, um, the Democrats down by 200,000, again, I'm not saying that the Democrats should win. I'm saying that the voters should make that choice. The voters should decide who should be in charge of the United States Senate, not Jim Crow trickery. And unfortunately, that's what we've got in Georgia, Jim Crow trickery. And, and there's other tricks that we've been uncovering there, too. And 
by the way, I'll be back there in, in Atlanta tomorrow with my team. Now, th you said there are some other tricks that you've uncovered. Yes. What are the tricks that you uncover? Well, for example, go to gregpalace.com and you'll see a story. <laughs> Excuse me. Bless you. Yeah. Uh, you'll see a story that we did. We went to Cobb County, Atlanta. Now, Cobb County. I think Atlanta, you did some videos on that, right? Yes, yes. And so, yes, there's a great video by uh, Zach Roberts. It's, it, is that uh, a nine-minute video? Uh, that's uh, that's about a three-minute video. Three-minute video, there'll, okay. There'll be another, more videos coming. Um, in fact, we'll have a new one out from uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is launching next uh, on Monday um, about what we're up to. But here we have a three-minute video there in Cobb County. Now, Cobb County is one of six counties that make up Atlanta. It has half a million voters. Now, this was considered rock-solid Republican. This was represented by Newt Gingrich in Congress. So you can imagine how conservative mm -hmm. it is. Well, guess what? In November, Joe Biden won. He didn't just win. He just swept Cobb County which shocked the Republican-controlled board, uh, county board. What was their reaction? There were 11 voting, only 11 early voting stations in the general election, not enough. They had three-hour lines. So rather than increase the number of voting stations, they cut the number of voting stations by more than half, from 11 to five. All six voting stations that they closed, all six were in African-American neighborhoods all six wow. stations closed. So we put some publicity, you know, we, uh, you know, we, we uh, raised the uh, uh, an alarm with Barbara Arnwine, Professor Barbara Arnwine at Columbia University. You have to understand, she's probably the considered the best uh, voting rights attorney in America. So she actually went to Cobb and raised hell. So they, they opened up two stations. Um, now, on, it's, by the way, it's, it's not only it's against two laws. You can't target black voting, black neighborhoods to close stations. That's a violation of federal law. We still have the Voting Rights Act. That's a violation. But it's also a violation of Georgia law. Georgia law says you can't be closing polling stations. Once you've established them, you can't close them. So it's a straight up violation of law. But you know what they do? They go, yeah, 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 take us to court like we've done. And you'll get a trial next year after the election. After the election, yeah. And this there's happens no recourse all the time. then. You know, the ACLU told me, you know, what we run into in courts is either we're too early. They say, oh, you're, you're too early to file a case. No one's been harmed. And then you get near the election. They say, oh, it's too close to the election to correct things. Well, excuse me. So we're fighting these things. But part of the, the good thing about the fight, Egberto, is that it makes people aware of how important their vote are. One right. thing that Stacey Abrams proved, the, see the Democratic Party, you have to understand, when you ask why is the Democratic Party reticent about taking on what we call vote suppression, that is not allowing people of color to vote. Um, and, and part of it is there, there was a theory that it seized the party, that if you talk about stealing your vote that people would be say well they're going to steal my vote so why should i bother voting right that's not what happens what stacy abrams proved in georgia is that if you make it issue number one that they're stealing your vote people say you're not going to steal my vote i'm going to go vote so you've had so with stacy abrams pounding on the the issue and latasha mm -hmm. brown of black voters matter and of course greg palace the palace investigative fund saying your vote is in jeopardy it's actually ended up with record turnouts 
in 18 and in November. And now you, I mean, this it's is a again. runoff. You know, this is a runoff. Nor, normally people don't vote in runoffs. These lines are hours and hours long. I mean, it's horrible that it's hours, but it's also exciting. People, there's scary. a sense of excitement that people are like participating in something powerful. And they're saying, look, if I can't, you know, I'm going to, and those who lost their vote are going to make sure that five people vote in their place. So it's, it's really exciting that the energy down there is quite amazing. And uh, because people are saying, you know, think about it, Egberto. If someone steals your car, you don't throw them the keys and say, oh, what the hell? You might, I might as well just give you the keys. Right. No. Thief. In fact, that's why I don't use the vote, the term vote suppression very much. I, because it's vote thievery. You know, if you're right, right. You don't say, you don't say my, my car has been suppressed. It's been stolen. So, uh, one of the things, uh, so it's been very exciting to see the people's reaction to this mass vote suppression. And we also had a lot of people, uh, help out. We had a big giant electronic billboard, 20 by 40 feet wide. It was amazing over Atlanta saying, check your registration with, um, the image of Rosario Dawson up there. Uh, so at least people will, oh, there's a Rosario. Then they see, check your registration. <laughs> now, what are you what are you going to uh, uh, Atlanta tomorrow for? I mean, uh, today's the last day of early vote in Atlanta, yes. in, in, in Georgia. Yes, so today's the last day of early voting. Right. And my team is down there. We have a, a team of a dozen people in Georgia already. I, I took a break to come home to, to my family for the holiday. But um, the... I have a team down there following the early voting today. Now, isn't it interesting? Why would early voting today end today in Georgia when the election is Tuesday? Now, other states that have early voting, it continues up to election day. Right. I mean, what's the problem? The answer is they're not having any polling, any early voting this weekend. Why? Because the Sunday before elections, is traditionally the day when African Americans and Hispanic voters vote. That's souls the, to the poll, right? Soul, it's called souls to the polls, and the reason was is that a lot of lower income people don't have cars, right? And so they go in caravans with a lot of different people in the church bus going from church. So Hispanic and and Black voters go after church as a group. And even I've I've been in Dayton where people stand in line in freezing cold for five, six hours. But souls to the polls is a very important tradition, usually with a church dinner. Uh, to, and so they said, well, we can't have that. We can't have a whole bunch of black people jamming the polls on the Sunday before the election. So uh, it's a GOP plan. And, and look, I have no problem if they win an election. If they win this election, that that's democracy. If it's fair and square. It, yeah, but don't say, well, what we'll do is we'll eliminate the day when black people vote. We'll make it we'll take them off the voter rolls and say that they've left Georgia. We will uh, cl- close the voting stations of black neighbors. Come on. How about you? Tra- hey, can I give a bit of advice to the Republican Party? I'm nonpartisan, but I'll give advice. Here's my cheap advice. Why don't you convince people to vote for you as opposed to stopping them from voting? Maybe that's a new way of doing it. Just explain why you are the be- have the better candidate. The best choice. But no, instead they've got to use these tactics to say um, you can't vote. Um, and that's, um, that's not American. So well, I'm very know, concerned about this. So well, that's I mean, why I'm going back down to, to, uh, to continue the investigation, which by the way, and I want people to understand, you know, we tend to fall asleep between elections on the issue of vote suppression, on the issue of stealing votes. So, okay, so 
uh, Obama won in 2008 and everyone went to sleep, including his Justice Department. And he got reelection in 12, but there were all kinds of indications of problems. So that by 16, the acceleration of vote stealing techniques had gone unabated. So we fall asleep between elections. I'm very worried that after this election on Tuesday in Georgia, um, and the count may continue with a war for another week, we don't know. But when that's over, people are going to go to sleep again. And then in 2022, by the way, one of those Senate seats, Will one of the up. senators is only two years long. Understand, right. there's a special election for one yes, of those two yes, seats. Up. Yes. So th- this election, you have to understand, it's crazy. It's going to be rerun in two years. We also expect Stacey Abrams to run for governor in two years. So once again, Georgia will be on the line. Georgia will determine who controls the United States Senate, not only on Tuesday, but in two years. And I can tell you right now, we'll be all jammed up looking at Tuesday. Uh, it'll be the big deal. And then and then people go to sleep. No, actually, let, let me push back on that. Uh, Good. You know why they won't? Because why? there's a gregpalace.com. There is a <laughs> politics done right and there is a whole lot of independent folks that are saying we're not going to repeat 20, uh, 2010. We're not going to repeat 2016. We are going to repeat 2018, 2020, and 2022. That is going to be new, the new modus operandi. So you're, you're telling me that you'll actually have me on after the election. <laughs> oh, uh, Greg, you are a regular. I mean, you're okay. gonna, you're, you, uh, we are going to make sure that that message stays out there. You are, go- I mean, you, you are, let, one of the things about it is when you have people on the ground, when you're on the ground out there, you can come out and say things the way they are. There are some videos that I, I'm going to try to find. I think uh, one of your, your, your uh, people that work for you sent yes. me a video and she says, yes, please go ahead and play this as well. Yes. And okay. so um, it, it's one that has, I'm going to go ahead and do that as well, because um, what we have is, we're not going to keep up this uh, mainstream media thing where we only deal with the flashy stuff. We're going to deal with the real stuff, and we're going to try to make it flashy so that the real stuff got get the coverage that it. Well, I think our stuff is pretty darn interesting. I think yes. that we're less boring than the average news report of who's winning, who's up, who's down, what the polls say. This guy's winning, this guy's losing. It's the horse race stuff. I don't care about that. I care about what's really happening with the issues and with the voters. Absolutely, and, so great. And so Absolutely. what's happening is. You know, like the New York Times reported when we they did report when we filed our suit against the state of Georgia. And then they did a a profile of uh, Latasha Brown yesterday. But they said our case was dismissed by the judge. No, it wasn't. Sorry, New York Times. You've got this wrong. We have a trial coming up. What the judge said you can't do is he says you didn't give them enough notice. We didn't tell uh, to the state to put these people back on the rolls exactly vote now that's a heck of a lot so that's we lost technically it's called losing your uh, request for an emergency injunction but the trial is going ahead and the exposure of the lies of the state is going ahead and i know the truth is while we got in the new york times and when we filed the suit because it's before the election i fear what happens after the election when we all go blind when the media stops no, covering no, those no. issues. We're, we're not letting that happen. Look, um, we got to go here, uh, Greg. Okay. Is there anything else that you want to add before we check out of here? No, just uh, stay tuned at, uh, at uh, obviously, Politics Done Right, and also go to gregpalast.com for our continuing reports, 
up to and through the election, and most important, after the election. It's not over. It keep Let's not fall asleep. Please keep aware. Go to gregpalstow.com. Stay with politics done right. And folks, also, I want you to please uh, get his tweets. Greg underscore Palast. At Greg underscore Palast. Uh, because he sends out tweets frequently. And what yes. we need to do is for the people that are really out there on the ground, we yes. need to make sure that they get the visibility uh, so that people understand what's going on. When Greg talks about people falling asleep after the election, that has happened so many times. Let's not let that happen. Greg puts out some good tweets. And actually, sometimes he puts out some funny tweets. So yes. uh, <laughs> I try to make it entertaining. Yes, absolutely. So. It's so again, pl- stories. Right. So please good. go to gregpalast.com and also please, please uh, follow Greg underscore Palace. Greg, it was my pleasure having you on Politics Done Right once again. Please keep up the great work because we need that work that you're doing out there with all those great people in Georgia. And back at you, same. Thank you, Egberto. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.